0: Psalm 53, we've now come to an interesting psalm. Now, if you've been with me since the beginning, I always say that everything's interesting. (laughs) Um, So um, that's not different, but there's something interesting about this because it's the same as something we've read before, but different. So if you've been with me on the Bible all the way through, you will have heard these words somewhere else. Listen, see if you can spot where you've heard them before. Psalm 53, for the chief musician, to the tune of Mahalath, a contemplation of David. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable iniquity. There is no one who does good. God looks down from heaven on the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. Every one of them has gone back. They have become filthy together. There is no one who does good, no, not one. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat up the people as they eat bread and don't call on God? There they were in great fear, where no fear was. For God has scattered the bones of him who encamps against you. You have put them to shame. Because God has rejected them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. When God brings back his people from captivity, then Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. So, where else have you heard those words? Well, it's actually an almost identical copy of Psalm 14, which you would have listened to just 30 days ago. Psalm 14, now if you're reading this in, let's say, a modern English version that's not the web version, uh, let's say it's the NIV, Psalm 14 would have started out by saying, the fool says in his heart there is no God, and Psalm 53 starts out by saying, the fool says in his heart there is no God, exactly the same in the English translation, and, um, but if you read it in Hebrew, there's one word that's different and one verse that's different. So verse 5 is different, but only kind of a little bit. But all the way through the psalm, everywhere where it says God, here in Psalm 53 it says Elohim, but in Psalm 14 it says Yahweh. So you might not think that's that big of a deal, but basically we've got a psalm that's in the Bible twice. Once it uses the word Yahweh for God every single time. And the other time it uses the word God or allow him for God every single time. Now, so it's just this like one slight change. Now, I find that interesting. Like I said, why? Why would God do that? Why would God put a Psalm in the Bible with that very, like why put it in twice? But with that one slight difference and of course one verse is different as well. Well, I thought about it and I have, a, I have uh, some thoughts. First of all, The word Yahweh, which is a name for God, is the specific name of God. It's a bit like saying, um, if I said to you, I don't believe in dogs, you know, four-legged, fluffy animal. If I don't believe in dogs, that's um, the the generic name for that creature. You know, there's a creature, they're called, it's a dog. I don't believe in that there's any such thing as a dog. But... I can take a specific example of the dog. Like I have two dogs. My wife loves pets. We have two. We have a little new puppy called Romeo. I could say I don't believe in Romeo. That's a specific example. So in Psalm 14 we have the specific. The fool says in his heart there is no Yahweh. Now that's kind of interesting in a world which is polytheistic. You know at the time David wrote that Psalm back in Psalm 14 The world was polytheistic. Every nation had their own God. So you realize, huh, someone might have believed in a God or in different types of gods, but maybe they were just saying, well, I believe in gods, but I don't believe in Yahweh. But when you get to Psalm 53, it's not specific, it's general. It's like saying, I don't believe there's a God. I don't believe in a God. Now, we don't live in a polytheistic world now, unless you're living in India, which is polytheistic. Uh, we live in a in a culture which people uh, there are increasing number of people who say they're atheist, and so they just don't believe there is a god at all. So it's almost like Psalm fifty three is written for them. It's almost like it's saying, you know, the fool says in his heart, there's no god. So it's almost like Psalm fifty three is written for people in a atheistic culture. But you could say that Psalm 14 is written for them, but it's also written for people who believe in other religions. know, they believe in you know, a different God or a different religion. And you could say to them, you know, it's foolish in your heart to not believe in Jesus. Or it's foolish in your heart to not follow Yahweh. But Yahweh is Jesus in the Old Testament. So between these two Psalms, we've covered all the bases. We've covered all the people that don't believe in any God at all, you know, you could say that only a fool wouldn't believe there's a God, but someone might say, ah, oh, but what about Allah? I believe in him. But no, Psalm 14. A fool says in his heart that there's no Yahweh, there's no Jesus. So between these two, we've got all the bases covered. So it's a, it's quite remarkable how the Lord has been very, very thorough. The first fool, which is the Psalm 14 one, is more like someone who follows another religious system, but the second fool is like Someone follows a belief system that says there is no God. Uh, Both of these um, psalms say that it is in the heart that this foolishness exists. The heart is what a person desires or what they want. So um, if someone doesn't want there to be any God, they want the world to not have God, that's very foolish, You know, so there are people in church, I've known people, you probably know people who've struggled with the existence of God. And they, especially children, you know, they say, I wish I could see God and then I would know he's real. So these people like that, they, it's not that their heart doesn't want to believe, their heart does want to believe. So the heart desires to know, but they're struggling with what they think is a lack of evidence. (laughs) But as they get older, they soon see the evidence is ever multiplying and increasing. There's just so much evidence. But it's a heart thing. That's the point. But there are also people who are out there that don't want there to be a God or they don't want the Christian God, Yahweh or Jesus specifically. They don't want that God to be the real one. And so it's their heart which will not let them even consider that possibility. And these Psalms tell us that that's a very foolish place to be. In verse 6, the very last verse, not the one that's different. It's the same in both. It says, oh, that salvation will come out of Zion, that's the church. When God brings back his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. And I'd like to say that the world will rejoice um, when salvation comes out of the church, out of God's people, and it will. As the gospel is in the world conquering and overcoming, more and more people will see the light and there'll be a lot of rejoicing in the world. But we're not there yet. It's a process underway. But in the meanwhile, it's our job to pray for those who are foolish of heart, that the Lord would open their eyes and that they may see. Heavenly Father, thank you for Psalm 53 and Psalm 14. I thank you for these two psalms as a pair. And I pray, Lord, that you give us a bigger heart for the lost, those people who are struggling in their hearts because they don't want to follow you or don't want to know you Lord, let them come to see the foolishness of their ways. Give us grace to be your witnesses. In Jesus' name, amen.